that's not what we're about So sit back, grab a drink and hear us talk Let's hope that by the end we'll all be drunk Okay, I think mine's also going. Alrighty. Baby. Alright. That's just how it's going to be today. I am sick and suffering. And that's okay. (laughs) Wish it wasn't, but what can we do? Alas and alack. Yep. Um, Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> How's it going? It's it's good. I'm we're definitely getting hardcore into the holiday season. Um let's get it. My sister's in Miami for uni and so she just sent me a whole bunch of pictures from Art Basel this past mm. weekend. <laughs> Did she eat a banana? <laughs> She actually, actually, she did get a picture of the banana, yeah. um, which is hysterical considering it's gone now. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I'm not convinced. Okay, here's a hot take. I'm not convinced that the performance artist that ate it was paid by, like, or, like, was in on the know of what was happening. Yeah, that's not... That was the most roundabout way to say that. <laughs> I yeah, think he's I don't think just a douchebag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that will make more sense. Well, because like, unless it's like the Banksy thing, in which it was like, oh, planned by the artist to destroy the art, but it Banksy's an <laughs> asshole. No, but I yes. mean, who sells a banana for a thousand two hundred? No. It was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. That's right. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars for a banana duct taped to a wall. Art isn't art amazing? Can I just, uh, Elena? I hate art so much. I hate it, but I love it too. I, hate it. I love that I hate it, but I hate that I love it. And uh, truly, we are condemned by our maker to love and to hate. And to love. And to hate also. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have you been up to anything exciting? Any uh, banana eating adventures? Mm, well, I did eat a banana the other day, but other than that... <laughs> didn't cost you a whole uh, international scandal, I bet. Mm, we don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how are the Christmas markets? Um, I haven't actually checked them out yet. They've been up for like almost two weeks now. Wow. Oh my god. Um, I haven't left the house in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, isn't that a relatable yep. mood? <laughs> Unemployment, bitches. But uh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been um, 
listening to a podcast, reading books, blah, blah, reading uh, about art if world. If you spin it, <laughs> if you spin it just right, that's like a creative writer's or an academic professor's kind of like sojourn into the wintry Dutch wilderness. Yeah. You know? I did get to uh, translate something for someone for money. Hey. Which they haven't paid yet, but for it's fine. money. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, but hey, that's something, and it was art related, so that's good. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But speaking of, uh, well, no, we weren't speaking of this, but speaking of uh, the last episode, <laughs> um, did you know that <laughs> we did just talk we about before, yes. but yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> The Frida Kahlo's portrait was a portrait of mysterious lady in white was sold for like $5.8 million. Mm. So mm. she would have loved that. <laughs> I Like I said earlier, if it wasn't only sold for like $3 <laughs> to cover the taxes of it, yeah. then it is an affront against my lady. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we got some really good feedback about the last episode, too, actually, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, my friends finally um, got to watch it after a while. <laughs> or watch it or listen, listen. to it. Because right? you watch a podcast. Close enough. Um, you mean you don't? What? Of course you do. <laughs> you mean... What? <laughs> you don't watch what? the Spotify open on your desktop? As you listen. Listen, <laughs> as a small aside, I do hate it when they automatically play, like, music videos. Hmm. I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it is annoying. I have an irrational fear of it draining my already bad battery, <laughs> and I'm not into it. Uh, speaking of battery, yeah. I hope this lasts. <laughs> I'm at 64%. Well, <laughs> should be, it should should be, be fine. Be fine. Yeah. Worst case, it's a short episode. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But all right. Okay. So speaking of our love, hate, love, hate, hate, love, <laughs> hate. Also. Of love. art. <laughs> um, we're actually talking about a really um, appropriate episode like concept today um because last time we talked about great artist frida Kahlo, god bless but to spice things up um i think talking about one of the most under like underrated let most obscure kind of like art rivalry that only art historians <laughs> care about. But um, but beyond that, just like this really fascinating dynamic of um, the enemies, our boy Caravaggio <laughs> um, acquired in his life. Uh, short, short life. My sweet small murderer son. <laughs> honestly, honestly, honestly. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about the rivalry between our boy Caravaggio and Giovanni Baglioni. 
um, just as shade throwers <laughs> and conquerors of love. Indeed, conquerors of love. Indeed, indeed. Oh. I mean, it all started with a painting and it evolved to court and all that bull. It, it evolved it's, to... It's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> to say the Giovanni least. Giovanni is the saltiest Roman <sighs> to have ever existed. And, then, and that is saying but something. But so is Caravaggio. When I read you Caravaggio the letters... is a pet. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. By the way, this episode is going to be PG-13. Very PG-13. Because mm. all of the swears that he uses in the poems. You know, here's the problem. I think they say fuck more than once. So it has to be an R-rated movie. Oh, they say other stuff too. <laughs> Not just fuck. <laughs> I wish it was I just know, fuck. But... <sighs> Well, now we're already an R-rated movie, Eleni, yep. so... <laughs> we're into it now. <laughs> Welcome Actually, to the dark. <laughs> Bet you wish this was an art podcast. Welcome to... Bet you wish this was an art podcast after dark, the X-rated edition. <laughs> <laughs> the way it was always meant to be. <laughs> truly, truly. Rip that band-aid off. <laughs> um, do we want to start with the poem? Do mm, we want to... No. Let's start with the painting, because that's okay. where it all started. Um, Tell me about Love Conquers All. Yes. Amor Vincit Omnia. Love Conquers All. This is the name of the painting, but it's also it also has like a bunch of other names, like Cupid the Victor, like Amor Vincitore, and uh, Earthly Love, blah, 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 Triumphant, all that. Love. In quotes, mm-hmm. <laughs> amor. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this painting was painted uh, in allegedly 1602, and it was by painted by Caravaggio. So the funny thing about this story, let me point this out and remember this later. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> we'll take yes, this note. <laughs> he. Uh, basically uh, modeled this work from Michelangelo's victory. So this this is a modeled work from the Uh start. Mm. Mm. But it's fine. Good. Delicious. (laughs) Remember this. Uh, We'll come back to it. Uh, But basically this painting uh, is an illustration of this line from Virgil's uh, Eclogues that says mm-hmm. uh, love conquers all let us all yield to love um, and I do not know Italian so I'm not gonna try to pronounce that but you get it anyways um, he uh, had his favorite assistant uh, put on some wings that he borrowed from uh, <laughs> Artemi- Artemisia Gentileschi's father, the, mm-hmm. also the painter. She's also cool. Um, but We will talk about Gentileschi. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Is that how it's pronounced? That depends on what art history class you took. Yeah, or what language you took it in. 
<laughs> but yes, yeah. neither one of us did it in Italian, so we're already <laughs> out of our, <laughs> our real house of pronunciation. Yep. Um, but anyway, so this was um, basically like an interpretation of Cupid, who uh, like was triumphing over all of the elements that are shown in the painting. Uh, which are mm-hmm. basically like violin and lute, which mean music, um, and oh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. and like a globe uh, for um, uh, geometry and astronomy and uh, compass, also uh, music sheets uh, for like literary ambition, blah blah. Um, Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, also, like uh, armor, which is for like military uh, sim- symbolism behind that. Um, mm-hmm. And he is holding the boy, which we see is climbing over this table, and he has knocked everything aside. It's like he is the main guy, he doesn't care about what he steps on. This is love. He's, He's conquering. conquering all. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, me feel that's how I feel when I'm falling in love. So, like, yeah, relatable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and he has uh, in this painting on the sheet of paper, there's this V on it that you can read it. Mm-hmm. And they say, allegedly, uh, that this meant for Vincenzo, uh, who was the. Um, commissioner of the painting who I will talk about in a second um, but it mm-hmm. was basically like you are the conqueror of all kind of message so Vincenzo is conqueror of all and um, he it was basically ass kissing to, the, oh, to of his course. patron um, and it was his favorite painting of course of all his collection he was like a big, big art collector um, I feel like we've completely overlooked the fact that this um, this winged child is like completely naked. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, a very unchildlike body, to be honest. <laughs> Dicks out, spread open. Hello, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> But yes, most favorite painting in the collection. Oh, yeah. I can uh, understand why. Yeah. Um, it was rumored that uh, Caravaggio was uh, having a romance kind of thing with the with the apprentice that he painted. So that also adds a little salt to the Caravaggio salad. can get it, I guess is how we can say. Oh yeah, he did. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> he definitely did get it. Um, so, if any of you aren't aware who Caravaggio is, he is uh, like one of the main Italian Baroque painters, um, and he like brought chiaroscuro, or later tenebrism, which is like play on light and dark colors and like um bringing light into the painting so if you see like a candle in the painting which is lighting the entire painting that comes from 
Caravaggio. He kind of started it. Um, and basically, he has a lot of influence on later artists like Rubens or Rembrandt or Benini. And he has. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What were you saying? No, sorry. Essentially, anybody who like puts people in a dark room and then lights it with a candle. <laughs> Basically. Yes. The Caragistas and the Car- yeah, yes. were all followers of, like, he got his own little cult, he had his own little following, um, and changed Baroque, yeah, and changed the whole yes, genre. Yes, he did. For Even ever, after death. Honestly. Yep. It's kind of like how we moved from really um, bright landscapes and... Um, not dramatic in the sense that like powerful emotion, but dramatic over the top um, paintings of the Renaissance where you just have like 40, 50 people on the same page because you have to fill up all that, that, you know, white space. Yes. Whereas Caravaggio and then later anyone who would follow his style um, really mastered the technique of dark room and then really dramatic mood lighting to illuminate just like the three or four people in the action which is where some of my favorite pieces actually come from just like that play of dark and light yep just so cool it is very cool cool. (laughs) i think so as well um and like he also painted like very naturalistic stuff Mm -hmm. at least later in his career when it took off and he painted a lot of scenes with like violence and uh torture and all that stuff all the all that jazz uh and he didn't live a very long life he he died at the age of 38 and no one really knows why maybe it was fever maybe it was lead poisoning or maybe it was murder but we do not know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, he was a very influential face of Baroque. Problematic. Baroque, of, of course, very problematic. He killed a man. But yeah, <laughs> he well, still deserves to be talked about, I would say. I agree yes. wholeheartedly. Although, do you want to know something really funny as a small allu- like allusion to uh, to the rest of this? Uh, yes. If you search Curioscuro on Wikipedia, um, it's Giovanni's really sacred love and profane oh. love as the first example Rude. of the light dark effect. Oh, it's hysterical. Oh, you guys will get this in a second. Uh, oh my god. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go into talking about the commissioner now. And then you can for it. take over. Tell me about this family. Yes. Tell me about these these boys. These actually. boys. Um, <laughs> Vincenzo Giustiniani is the person who um, commissioned the painting in the first place. And he comes from this family of a nobleman. Uh, his father was a king of Chios. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, un- when it was under the Turkish uh, sovereignty. 
uh, suzerainty. Uh, and when the Turks, Ottoman Turks, took over the island, they, they, the family was forced to flee. Um, mm-hmm. And he, along with his family, which were two sons, three daughters, went to live in Rome. And basically mm-hmm. became like a banker and uh, was like the most... Um, richest man in Rome and financed the Vatican for like a long time. Blah, blah. He oh, was a very casual. influential man. This was Vincenzo's... Uh, and This is Giuseppe. Yeah, this is Giuseppe. The father of Vincenzo. And um, Vincenzo himself was also mm-hmm. a banker but also like art collector and intellectual and very into um, like all aspects of art, starting from writing. And he he um, collected paintings as well as sculptures. He also made a publication of like the catalog of his own sculptures that he owned. <laughs> he was into a lot of things. He uh, also liked music, architecture hunting Mm -hmm. he was uh, like into all the aristocracy and all that Um, well when you have more money than god (laughs) yes yes literally you you get to do many stuff (laughs) (laughs) and his brother um along with his brother he formed this uh, art collection which which was very famous at the time and mm-hmm. well still is for art historians at least um and he basically vincenzo was very like he had a keen eye for like seeing talent in people mm-hmm. so he saw in caravaggio as well as Karachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wow yes um he saw that they were heading to a new di- direction, like heading away from mm-hmm. mannerism. And he liked that. And he was very, um, he liked naturalism a lot, which which kind of, uh, like, uh, 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 there's a rumor or like a theory that Caravaggio mm-hmm. was influenced by the work in his collection to start making naturalist works. But that's not really proven. Get paid. I mean, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not proven this fact. But Mm -hmm. it's also like very clear that after he started working for Vincenzo or started making commissions for him, he did turn more to naturalist uh, paintings. And well, I think I think the moment he realized he didn't have to do mannerism. He just threw that out the window. Mm-hmm. Mannerism is so upsetting That's and disconcerting so... to look at. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because why? Just... Those long limbs. No, that's wrong. Is it, is it the, the swan-necked Madonna? The one about, like, have you seen that one? Where it's no. a very traditional mannerist painting. Um, essentially, it's the Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Blonde, of course. Um, of course. And she has this 
seven foot long neck, <laughs> essentially. Oh, and just no. the rest of her Why? doesn't stop. And you sit there and you look at it and you go, ah, yes, high art. Why? Literally high. It's just <laughs> mannerism is so upsetting. Oh, uh, yes, it, it definitely is. And I mean, but naturalism, just to like contrast that would be something that's more um, real, quote unquote, realistic, something that could be derived from something in real, like in nature, and then translated onto canvas. Yeah, right. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, but I mean, um, what was it that he had? Um, Vincenzo was um, one of Caravaggio's earlier and more um, like stable commissions, yeah, or something like that. Like the whole family just supported their local Roman artists, basically. Wow. Yeah, they found yeah. him. They uh, saw first Caravaggio's. Yeah painting at like uh, in the uh, Contarelli Chapel in St. Saint- Luigi mm-hmm. and they acquired mm-hmm. their uh, there the first uh, version of one of his paintings when it was rejected by, by others so they said yeah, we'll take it yeah we, we, we will we will keep this <laughs> um, yeah and um he saw in Caravaggio what he saw in other painters and he saw that he was very special and decided to take him under his wing and I mean um, who can blame him he and we're all better for yeah. it <laughs> yeah I've actually seen this painting in Berlin oh, have you yeah um, it's now kept in Berlin uh, Gemälde Gallery like the art mm-hmm. gallery, the picture gallery, and um, and yeah, it's it, it's really nice. But it, it was how what how life size is it? It's it's quite big actually. It's um, probably like an average person's height, maybe. What's an average person's height, Elena? Oh. Uh, I don't know feet that well, but five, five, six, <laughs> five, oh, five, five. Wow! Damn. Mm. And I didn't realize it was that big. It was quite big, yes. But it was next to this other painting of Saint Tobias, which I liked much more. Back <laughs> take that. I, I, it's cute. Sure, but sure. His, his other works are better. No um, offense to this episode. <laughs> not to completely derail it, but Buff Jesus Caravaggio paintings are um, <laughs> amongst my favorites. Oh, yes. They oh, are yes. quite impressive. Oh, my God. In so many ways. Yes. Om nom nom. Give me 12 <laughs> seconds. Don't pause or do anything, but I'll be right back. My iPad died, so I'm going to go grab okay. my laptop. Okay, I'm going to breathe. Do that. Oxygen. Oxygen. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, 
But another thing I wanted to say about <laughs> this painting and Vincenzo is that apparently he kept this painting in his collection at the back covered by a curtain. And yeah, but it wasn't to hide it um, because at the end of the collection, when visitors got to this painting, it was like the curtain was drawn and it was to show them like the epitome of uh, like high art, basically. Yeah, I said, look at this man's penis and, and tell me it is art. Look at this 12-year-old boy's penis. Honestly, like... (laughs) We will talk about the homoerotic nature of art. Do not... Do not start with me. It's just... It's so interesting... Yes. ...to see... I mean, I don't even know what these Italians were on, honestly. So many of these collections are just like... (laughs) How many naked guys can we get into one room before we can call it a gallery? I just <laughs> it's yeah they, they said specifically I mean full frontal yes, nudity I want this <laughs> thank you Give it to here me. I will I will put a curtain above it I mean it's like <laughs> I just don't get it I just don't get it I do get it I do get it but like the fact that you know, so this as a history painting, um, because of the fact that it's like it's depicting this mythological scene and it's um a brilliant display of mixing still life with portraiture. And so especially if like yes. they are depicting a um Caravaggio is using his uh his hot lover as um as the mm-hmm. model for it which i think is hysterical and also a hundred percent accurate it, it is indeed yeah he <laughs> would definitely do that <laughs> um but yeah basically vincenzo had 15 of Caravaggio's oh, wow. paintings and he had like at the end of his life his collection had like 300 paintings and 1200 sculptures in it and in the end when this collection was purchased by an art dealer and sold to uh, uh the king of prussia it ended up in the berlin museum and 43 paintings from Giustina's collection are now in that gallery so is that how Okay, that actually is interesting because that ex- that that answers why the first one of uh, sacred love and profane love are in Berlin. I didn't even like bother to go look for that one. I was like, everything ends up in Berlin, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they they truly do have it all. Berlin is quite awesome, though, uh, well, in art sense. I suppose. I as think well we only know it from an art. Yes. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been to a lot of their museums. I have been to all of the museums. Museum the museum Hashtag. <laughs> yes. Dude. Get it all done. And I've been there twice. Like, in the museums. Twice. I think I'm... <laughs> I have a problem. It's a good problem. And it's only a problem if you ever admit to it. So, take that back. I do not have a problem. <laughs> this is completely sure. fine. <laughs> um, well, okay. so just to quickly add to like the Giustiani family, Giusti, Giustiani, 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 the Juicies, Juicies, Juicy Boys, the Juice Brothers. The juice brothers. That's a bear, no. Um So. <laughs> To talk about the fact that he then had the joint collection would be with his brother Benedetto. Benedetto. Um, mm-hmm. Who was Vincenzo's older brother. Not that it matters, but to him it probably did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> Cardinal Benedetto. Um, real fast Ooh, was just classic Italian clergyman served under Pope Sixtus V, 6-5, you know, so you do. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's really not much about him that's interesting. Um, he served as a bishop in Sabina for a couple of years and then in Porto until his death. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the more interesting part about him is the fact that when Vincenzo um, commissions this work from Caravaggio, Love Conquers All. Benedetto, yes. same mm-hmm. year, um, turns to um, a rather obscure artist in the face of art history um, and commissions mm-hmm. him as a fellow uh, Roman artist and uh, stylist of the late mannerism, early Baroque, and told him, Hey, could you also paint me a Love Conquers All uh, history painting? Hmm. And while this might have been a um, just friendly rivalry between brothers, it absolutely. Uh, became one of the most heated and aggressive rivalries <laughs> between artists that I've ever read about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is so funny. It's ridiculous. This is so funny. Um, <laughs> it is just, the whole thing is nonsensical, and we'll get into it, but like, literally, Literally, if if um, Giovanni Bagliani had never been commissioned to do this work, we just wouldn't. Well, you know what? Let's be honest. Giovanni would have found another reason to be bitter towards Caravaggio. Yeah, <laughs> did not like I did him. Not like him <laughs> for some, some reason. reason. <laughs> 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 Which of the 500 reasons would you like to think? 
but honestly though it's just like it's so ridiculous to think about the fact that Caravaggio really wasn't like he was a great artist and he was a lot of fun but he was also a dick but but let me let me get into the biography of Giovanni because this kid is so I had so much fun researching him and i'm just gonna get into his bio real fast if only because mm. we will never talk about this man ever again because <laughs> he vanished from history because mm. nobody yep. cares about because nobody cares about <laughs> giovanni he picked the wrong fight sad um, but true so just real fast yep like i said he was an italian late mannerist and early baroque painter um and He is an art historian. He was the first historian of the Roman Baroque. So as an artist, he did the biographies Mm. of other Roman artists. And like, just was, it's so, it's so funny. So he born in, born and died in Rome. So he didn't go far, but he comes from a noble Mm -hmm. family in Perugia. So Northern Italy or like, north of Rome and so the family comes to Rome and sets up their wealth and status you know as you do and so um, Giovanni's Mm -hmm. born there he's he apprentices under a mannerist some obscure Florentine artist who's just in Rome at the time but um, he is heavily influenced by the intermezzo Caravaggio or Caravaggesco. And so mm. essentially just like yes. early Caravaggio work really inspired him. And that's actually what gets in, into a lot of trouble later on. Um, and so while mm. he's influenced by this intermezzo um, style in the 1610s, his style kind of becomes more generalized and typical of the Roman early Baroque. Um, Here are some things people have said about Giovanni. Um, (laughs) According to one art historian, uh, Stephen Ostro, Giovanni's paintings are extraordinarily uneven at best. Competent, and his work Ooh. pales in comparison <sighs> with that of many of the contemporary artists oh, he emulated. No. Oh, Another no. art historian, Rudolf Wicktocker, said that his style has been described leaning towards progressive trends without absorbing them fully. Mm. Caravaggio <laughs> is recorded as saying, I don't know any painter. Who thinks Giovanni Baglione is a good painter? <sighs> oh. oh my god. Um, so he had a successful Ooh. art career, um, and he eventually received a papal knighthood in the Supreme Order of Christ, which Ooh. sounds like a nerd. Okay. Like a nerd group for Christ, Oop. but. I'm also kind of into it. 
Um, mm. But what I found <laughs> that was super interesting is that he was also a member of a Roman art squad known for their public parades in mm -hmm. honor of the god Bacchus. Quote, okay. their processions culminated in a weird cult ceremony that transitioned from a booze-fueled orgastic whorehouse rager with a hefty <laughs> side of illegal gambling. So basically That's like a hardcore, bacchanalia. Hardcore. But, um, but for all of his uh, whining, dining, Jesus-loving... Jesus -loving. Uh, multiple family making. Um, he is remembered best for his involvement with Caravaggio. So let's talk about. Let's talk about. That was painting. very sad. Um, let's get into it. So, let's get into it. He is commissioned. Giovanni's commissioned by the Giustiani family. Yeah. The Juicy Boys, the older mm -hmm. Juicy, yeah, um, to paint what he later titles "Sacred Love" and "Profane Love." Um, mm. It is a direct response to Caravaggio's "Love Conquers All," but that's not to say that like this wasn't a super popular like uh, theme in art, yeah. Like a lot of, um, like a lot of good art, if it's a good theme, they repeat it seven hundred times before they decide to change up the style at all. Um, it's why you get so many religious paintings and so many of the same like um, mythology paintings. Yes, and so obviously he's um, he's commissioned by Benedetto to paint. Cupid or Eros mm -hmm. as the victor conquering um, earthly desires. So like lust and yeah. a sex drive and all this other stuff. And so um, both paintings were commissioned by um, the Giustiani family, Caravaggio's and then later Giovanni's. And what was probably a good natured family joke resulted in an intense rivalry between the two artists. <laughs> um, Caravaggio's depicted the fairly provocative naked boy, um, which uh, challenged the, uh, <laughs> the morals of the time, mm -hmm. to say the least. And so Giovanni, in response, depicts profane love, Cupid, thrown to the ground by sacred love. Cupid adorned in armor. Yeah. So, off the bat, we have clothing on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and where it's different is that in the far left corner, bottom left side, um, there's a devil with fawn ears and holding a trident. Mm. And so the whole implication behind this is that sacred love has just interrupted a potentially very carnal embrace between profane love and the devil. Um, uniting the figures to the dark background against which they stand out, Giovanni uses an intense and direct spotlighting that creates the strong curious hero contrasts. Yes. So that 
light dark. Um, the legacy of late mannerism is evident, and both the composition of the individual features, predominantly in sacred love, and in the rich, complex attire. So the adornments are fancier. Yep. Um, you can see in the pattern of sacred love's um, breastplate that it's moving and it's supposed to draw your eye to different parts of it. Um, and then the fact that he's kind of very long and mm. stretching himself out. Um, like I said, it's very mannerist. However, if you Google Kiroskuro, sacred love, and profane love are the ones that come up. Rude. Which I think is hysterical. I think that is so funny. <laughs> um, so, like I said, the quick, um, the quick mythology behind it is that Eros, sacred, uh, profane love. Yes. And his brother, Anteros, sacred love, um, are in a rivalry. So kind of like overcoming, um, the carnal desires versus the consent and holier love. Um, and if these two were to ever reconcile, perfect love would be achieved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> However, in contrast with this, and in favor of the teachings at the time, Giovanni depicts the subjugation of profane love. Sacred love, who actually looks a lot like um, contemporary depictions of St. Michael. Okay. Archangel St. Michael. Um. Um, is drawing his arm back. Like he's ready to draw the final blow into his dear brother. Maybe as punishment for his lusty nature? Maybe an overreaction to not liking his sibling's significant other? <laughs> You'll be at <either> one. <laughs> so like I said, two versions of this painting exist. The mm -hmm. first one um, is in Berlin because it turns out the Juicy Boys sent their collection up to King of Prussia. Indeed Good to know. Did. They, but the other one is after in Rome. they died. So yes, of course. There. I mean, Vincenzo is not giving up. Oh, no. Love conquers all he until it is pried from his cold, dead hands. Literally, probably not. But literally, <laughs> but literally. <laughs> um, both of the paintings that Giovanni did depict kind of the same thing, where it's sacred love as the angelic winged figure interrupting a, um, a quote-unquote meeting between Cupid and the devil. Yes. Um, however, and this is, this is where it's interesting, in the later Rome version, the small, like the smaller naked winged figure, um, wait, you mean the devil, right? Yes. Yes. Sorry. I'm looking at the painting going, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the smaller naked um, devil figure mm -hmm. is not like curled away, looking away, but he's actually looking at the viewer, making direct eye contact. 
and has some familiar looking features mm, to say the least so like i said during his career giovanni's art style was heavily influenced by caravaggio um and after he painted the first version of sacred love and profane love caravaggio claimed that baglioni plagiarized his style might i remind you that caravaggio modeled michelangelo's work um, and so Baglione, in response, um, painted the second version of Sacred Love and Profane Love, in which Giovanni paints Caravaggio as the devil. Uh, why? <laughs> why? It's um, a satirical condemnation. I know, right? If only. And so the devil is supposed to be a um, satirical condemnation of Caravaggio's appearance, Mm -hmm. art, and moral scruples. (laughs) And and better, better, better. Not only that, but profane love is implied to be um, modeled after a famous Roman male sex worker. Oh. (laughs) So sacred love is now interrupting the um, the union Ooh, okay. of profane love and the devil, who devil Caravaggio turns to the viewer in surprise and anguish, like he just got cockblocked. Oh, the tea just got scalding. Oh my god! <laughs> Super burn yourself. Um, Why? So calamity. A calamity ensues. It was- and, you could have uh, just ignored Caravaggio's point that it was plagiarism. Just ignore it, and it'll and die out. Giovanni sues. Oh, no. <laughs> First, uh, Caravaggio writes his poems. <laughs> and that's why he sues. <laughs> so, should I read the entire poem? Or... I would love for you to read the entire poem. There's two. Um, uh, yep. Let's do the short one first. And then we'll read the long one at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on to your horses, people. Uh, so it starts like this. John Bags. You can't, you haven't a clue that your paintings are women's work. I'd like to see you never earn a worthless penny with them, because with as much cloth as it would take to make yourself a pair of baggy trousers, you'll show everyone what shit really is. (laughs) It's hilarious. So take your drawings and your cartoons that you have made to Andrea the Sandwichman, or wipe your ass with them, or plug up Mao's wife's cunt with them. Because he doesn't fuck her anymore with that big mule stick of his. Pardon me, painter, if I do not sing your praises because you are unworthy of that chain you wear and you and worthy only of painting's vituperation. Which I don't know the meaning of, but there you go. <laughs> Mm. 
Oh, bitter and abusive. Okay. So, <laughs> anger. There you go. Damn. That's the first one. <laughs> I... But, um... <laughs> yeah. The chain he's uh, referring to is actually... Um, a, like a gold necklace that a cardinal gave to Giovanni after he... Uh, hold on. So it was... Balione uh, dedicated to Cardinal Benedetto in an exhibition um, of one of the one of his paintings, and Cardinal mm-hmm. welcomed this gesture and acquired this uh, painting and gave him uh, a gold necklace. And that's probably the chain he's referring to in this one, and there's also he refers to it again in the next one as well. <laughs> but Carlos yeah. is just bitter; he didn't get presents from his lover. Ah, yes. This is ridiculous. So, so obviously, in late August 1603, uh, Giovanni files a suit against Caravaggio for libel and defamation of character. For some Um, reason. For, you know, these weirdly unflattering poems (laughs) that were circulating, circulating around Rome at the time. How did they get there? I I don't. I just woke up and these poems were in front of me, and they're really funny. <laughs> assholes. They're all assholes. Um, they are. Actually, do you want to know what's even better for his part? Mm-hmm. Caravaggio barely even defended himself during the trial. Oh no! Instead, he used the trial as a soapbox. On the topic of what constitutes good art. Oh my god. Caravaggio. Why? Which is where, like, his... I don't know another artist that thinks Giovanni uh, Baglione is a good artist. Comes from, and I'll just... He he drags him. There's... The the transcripts from that are so funny. (laughs) Just because Caravaggio could not care less. So obviously, Caravaggio is found guilty... For some reason, um, yes. For some reason. And then he's held in the Tordenona pr- prison for two weeks after the trial. Mm. Um, but it's fine because the damage had been done. Uh, Baglioni lost by winning the trial. <laughs> yep. Um, years after Caravaggio's early death in 1610, mm. um, Giovanni was his first biographer. No, that's and burn if I have ever seen one. Like, even after death, he still hates him. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> What's he going to do? He can't answer you. There's no point in so, this. After Caravaggio died, Baglioni tried to get the last word in by throwing, like, a ton of shade into the biography of Caravaggio. Yeah, he says, and, uh, I know that he yeah. says, died as badly as he lived. God. He just... <laughs> He hates him. He hates him so much. Oh, yes. But guess what? Nobody cared. Nope. Nobody cared. Caravaggio was and is the king of Roman Baroque art. <laughs> and to say, to point out how much of a king he is, I am now going to read you the second poem. Give it to me. Okay. Without doubt, you can call him John Testicle. 
who sets himself to criticizing someone else who could be his master for a hundred years. I mean, in my beloved art of painting, became he wants to call himself a painter, even though he couldn't even grind colors for me. Colors are no slaves to numbers. If one shamelessly wants to say they are, and everyone knows that proverb that goes, you disparge those whom you owe, uh, you ought to praise. I'm not accustomed to washing out my mouth, nor to exalting one who doesn't deserve it, as his idol does for certain. If I wanted to set myself to speak of the shameful things this man has done, a whole month or even two would not suffice. Come here a minute, you who want to criticize other people's paintings, even though you know that yours are still nailed up in your house because you are ashamed to show them. In fact, I want to, to give up trying to speak of your reasons to be ashamed because I feel I have too much material to work with, especially if I get started on that gold chain you unworthily wear. Because I believe, if, if I do not err, that it would be better if there were an iron one around your ankle. Of all that he has said with passion, it's certainly because I believe he's drunk. He ought to be, or otherwise he'd be a fucked over cuckold. The end. <laughs> oh, these poems give me so much joy. I just... I just love the bitterness, uh, the saltiness, the Italian high drama of this all. Truly, I do. I think not only is it just a really satisfying rivalry because we don't know Giovanni Baglioni, but yes, we all we know Carlos. <laughs> so uh, the pettier of the two oh. won out. <laughs> Which is it just is. such a delight yeah. to know. But I I don't know. It's it's one of those things that if you sit down and you really think about it, it's it shows that like you can't respond or you should temper your response to other people's tauntings. We want to yeah. get moralistic about it. Because unless you can throw some mad sick beats in the form of a stanza. <laughs> which Caravaggio did. Then, which Caravaggio yeah. did. And he did basically well called him out to a rap, rap battle. And then got. <laughs> and instead of responding to him, like his own rap battle, he just took him to court where oh. he was dragged even harder. So sad. <laughs> just, just ignore him. Um, just. Just leave him be. Just ignore him. But I mean, he's a crazy man. <laughs> block him on Instagram. Just don't respond. Basically, it's so funny. It's just, but I mean, it's it shows that pettiness is not nope. a new thing. Caravaggio is the he king is. of petty. Um, and it's just it's one of those things that. All of this could have been avoided Very easily if uh, if the juicy boys had left him alone. Oh yes, it could have. 
Oh my god. That's all their fault. I just <laughs> It's all your fault. <laughs> you you did this. <laughs> Juicy. Juicy. But it's I don't know. It's one of those things that like if I think about long enough and try to like pick out where exactly all of this comes from and the the true nature of Italian artists. I just, I really want to get into the fact that like, um, I think a lot of it was Baglione responding to Caravaggio's uh, very, very apparent homoeroticism yeah. in his work. Well, um, and even going so far as to like um, pair Caravaggio with a yeah. well-known sex worker of the time just to like not only correctly call him out as a homosexual mm-hmm. um, but also to like try to slander his um, his pride and his ego and his reputation that way but uh, it's hard to slander a reputation that is built <laughs> on the back of being Yep. A pretty Italian playboy, yep. you know, like. <laughs> also, he was no. a homophobe, so he he deserves it. Hardcore. He deserves hardcore. Not Come on, dude. Truly, truly, like, don't Just don't be chill. so homophobic, bruh. <laughs> Just chill. Yep. No insanity. Have we come to the end? I think this is the end. I think not only is this the end, but that was a very satisfying. <laughs> Indeed, it is. No, I started, I started reading and just getting into it, and it was like, oh no, wait, yep, Giovanni's an asshole. I thought it was the other way Let's around. Let's go. When I started it because, <laughs> like, plagiarism, um, hardcore same. You can't really say he's plagiarizing. Art is about influence. Like, come on, but Caravaggio. Then, but then Giovanni was a dick, so... Yeah. I, I know. I so Caravaggio went after... We stand yes. Caravaggio on this podcast. I stand my murderous, violent son. Who is also gay. Or bi. I don't know. Me? Same. My queer my, boy. My queer... Yes. Italian son... <laughs> No, I just I don't know. It's it's so funny just to to get into like the whys and the hows, and I just hope this yeah trend continues. It was very fun to talk about this subject. Um, <laughs> yes, I agree. Me too. I loved doing this research, and so hopefully we will definitely have to do a full uh, deep dive oh, yes. into Caravaggio. Oh, definitely yes. One of these days. One of these days. But what else? Um, follow us on Instagram and uh, I, uh, Twitter. I was gonna say iTunes. What? <laughs> Twitter uh, at bywartpod, which also reads as bywartpod, which is weird. But yes, follow us. <laughs> I I see it as bywap. Bywap. Bywart. 
Anyway. <laughs> Bye, Wart. Bye, Wart. I love the Wart. Bye, Wart. We talk Art. about the Wart history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Christ. All right. I love, I love you. you. This, this has been, has been fun. very fun. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Alrighty, my dear. Bye. See you next time. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>